Are you looking for a comprehensive and convenient online health fitness training platform? Look no further than Vikido Fitness Academy. With a variety of programs designed to meet your needs, this platform offers everything from weight loss and wellness group coaching programs to an emotional intelligence course. You'll learn what to eat in order to achieve optimal health and energy levels. You'll have access to exercise training, live coaching meetups with myself, Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe, and other instructors, as well as support and accountability throughout your journey. Whether you prefer to work out at home or at your favorite gym, Vikido Fitness Academy makes it easy to follow along with their programs. So get started on your journey to better health and fitness. Visit vikidofitness.com forward slash VDF Academy. The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about managing a healthy lifestyle, even if you're crazy busy. There are ways in which you can still practice healthy living and incorporate it into your everyday routine without spending hours and hours doing so. We are going to show you how. Joining us is Brad Kearns, a best-selling author, podcast host, speaker, and former triathlete. He will discuss and give us strategies on how we can intentionally manage and live a good and healthy life, even with a busy schedule. He will also discuss his best-selling books, in which he co-authored The Keto Diet and Two Meals a Day. We can't wait to talk with him. All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now, here's your host, Vicki Doe and D. Banks Bright. I'm Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe, and with me is the one and only, the one and only Dr. D. Banks. What's going on, my dear hey, sister? Hey, how are you, <laughs> Vicki Doe? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it is. And that's why I don't know what to do. I'm, I don't know. Everybody, everything's confused. I bet we'll see a robin, and then tomorrow we'll see a penguin. <laughs> a polar bear. A polar bear or something, right? It's 68 degrees outside. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's 68 degrees outside. But guess what? We just keep it moving. We figure out what coat to wear. Moving. Right. We you just, you know, just you. every morning you got to wake up and check the weather because you don't know what what's what and what's what. That's it. And we have to figure out what clothes to wear. Yeah, it's crazy. We, you know, it's crazy. We know we're not wearing bikini, but you know what I mean. No. <laughs> <laughs> not for some time. <laughs> 
No. No, uh-uh. not for some time. So. And you don't know whether you're taking your fur coat out or your tennis shoes. I mean, I'd like to get out today. I haven't walked for a while. Yeah. Get out and do some walking. You know what I mean? Yes. This is the this will be just great for yeah. that. Yes. Well, this is episode 249 today. And today we're going to talk about how to manage a healthy lifestyle, even if you're crazy busy, even if you're crazy busy, it can be exhausting and frustrating trying to balance, trying to balance that life, trying to balance um, your work schedule, your family, Pookie and them, your social (laughs) life, all of that. And still, you know, having all that going on and still practicing a um, healthy lifestyle. And there are ways in which you can still you can still practice healthy living and incorporate it in your routine without spending hours on hours doing so. But I will say that you have to change your mindset and you got to come. You got to become intentional about what you need to do. And most of all, you got to stay consistent. And so let's remember that health plays a vital role in your productivity in doing things, not only around and about in your household, but doing things at work and your ability to get through your day. And it's extremely important. It's extremely important that you find ways to maintain it from eating healthy snacks to meditation, you know, exercising. All of these habits can and should be done on a daily basis, whether you are busy or not. And so joining us today is Brad Kearns. He's a best-selling author, podcast host, and former triathlete and speaker. He will discuss his motivation and drive in being an elite athlete even as he has aged gracefully and has continued to win at these various events and platforms. He will also discuss his best-selling books in which he has co-authored The Keto Diet and Two Meals a Day, giving us everyday strategies we can use to help us intentionally manage a healthy lifestyle even if we are busy. We are going to have a lively discussion today with Brad and we can't wait. And I know you will definitely learn and get a lot of wonderful tidbits from our talk today. And so we want you to tune in today to this show. So what do you say, Dee? I'm really looking forward to it. I sort of got through a lot of his book and it was really very, very interesting. So I can't wait to talk to him. Yes, we can't wait to talk to him. And so I want to remind most of you guys to make sure you subscribe to this podcast. It's all about health and fitness, Vicky Doe Fitness on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or on any of the platforms that you listen to your podcast. Because when you subscribe, you will be notified first when we post a new show. You will be able to listen, learn, and experience our shows where we bring in other guests and talk about the things that are important for our health and our well-being in our community. And as you know, we do not just talk about our physical health, but we talk about things that we can do to preserve our mental health as well. We believe in total well-being having a holistic approach to healthy living. So make sure you do not miss any of our shows and make sure you subscribe today. And last but not least, go on Apple Podcasts, rate and review this show 
because that is how we grow and increase our listeners. We appreciate you. And listen, listen, I want to remind, remind all of you guys that yes, Vicky Doe Fitness, we are still here. Our location is still here in the Northeast Ohio area. We're doing business here in Youngstown, Warren Niles and all the cities around us that we have always done business with. And yes, but we have moved out of our space in Niles. We're in a new location and we do have a second location in Columbus. We've always done business in Columbus. So we just added them to our people that we do business with. But guess what? We are always here online for you to touch bases with us. Go to our platform, you know, vickidofitness.com. You can go on Facebook, look under our page, Vikido Fitness, Twitter, Vikido Fitness. You know, we are online with you. Go to our Vikido Fitness Academy. We are here. If you want to be available to know exactly what we're doing and stay in the loop, make sure you go to our our newsletter. Go to vikidofitness.com forward slash newsletter. That's when we will reach out to you with important updates and health tips, whatever's going on at Vikido Fitness. So make sure you subscribe and get on our newsletter and as always d what do we say thank you thank you thank you for your support thank you thank you thank you for your support but well d you know it's warm you said before everybody's confused everybody's confused i mean i saw somebody showed on facebook last week some daffodils starting to push through and the thing of it is, if you have nice, pretty flowers that you planted, if they come out, they're just going to get killed because they're going to die because it's going to be freezing next week. Yeah, I know. It is going to be freezing next week. I know. Right. And then the other thing that scares me about this is that we really haven't had a lot of snow this winter. So does that mean we're going to get, you know, we got to get one big giant wallop snow probably in March. Probably in March. Yes. You know, I was upset, you know. Not because of the weather, but because of the confusion. And you know how we always do a big hoopla up here about the groundhog seeing its shadow. Yeah. You know, on what, February the 2nd? And you know what I say about it. The groundhog saw his big fat butt and said, (laughs) I'm scared. Somebody somebody had a, a meme or something like that on Facebook and they knocked on the door the groundhog's wife came up and she was in curlers and she had a robe on. And she goes, he's just a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And so I was like, okay, now we know he went back in hiding and we supposed to have six more weeks of winter weather. But I don't know. I think he, I don't know. I, I mean, think he is, we're in the middle of February now. We're, we're almost, this is February 15th. This is over, a little over half. A little over half. And we just go to February the 28th. There's no leap year this year. That's it. No leap year this year. Uh-huh. So w- what are we going to do? Well, we're going to do like we always do. Make sure we have five or different six pairs of what we're going to wear. <laughs> <laughs> All six different outfits. And keep exactly. it moving. And keep it moving, right? Exactly. Well, D, what was your week like? uneventful uh you know had my own my own personal super bowl party here we just kind of ate some some chicken and you know had some 
I think we had a little bit of pizza. My, my son, Marky, is home. Woo-hoo, so, yeah. yeah, so we watched TV and watched the game. And then uh, early in the day, went to um, a friend's birthday party. Hadn't been out. You know, we all, it's kind of like people are getting together a little bit. Went to a birthday party. Uh-huh. And then Saturday night, went to a really nice event in Cleveland, the North Coast Men's Choir. And they give programs all during the year. And it's a great group of men. Most of them are gay who have put on a fabulous Christmas show. They put on, you know, programs during the year. And this was a gala that they had in uh, the Flats. Flats is coming back. Remember the Flats? Yes, yes. Oh, my the God. The Flats are coming back. So this is in a place called Windows on the World, a huge venue. So it was just kind of fun to see people dress up, you know, coming back and dressing up a little bit. They had great, they had a great silent auction items and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's. That's what I did. All right. That's that's yeah. very great. That's, that's very what great. I did. Yes, indeed. So what is going on this week, D? Everything, Vicky. Everything. We gotta talk about you know we gotta talk about the Super Bowl, right? I know. <laughs> The Chiefs won. Well, the, the Browns weren't there, so whatever. Anyway, the Chiefs won. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about another team. But anyway, the Chiefs won. Yeah, it was, a, you know, it was an exciting game. Yes, it was. Yes, First it was. First time two black quarterbacks have been together. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Uh, both really good, good quarterbacks. You know, I remember the day when I was younger, they said that, you know, African-Americans weren't smart enough to be quarterbacks back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just like anything else. Once you let us put our foot in the door, Serena, golf, yes. uh, swimming, you know, once you let us put our foot in the door, uh, we'll, we'll show you how, how smart we are. So it was a really... It wasn't a massacre. The teams fought well on both sides. And the interesting thing was that mom, a little bit of a connection, my girlfriend, Rosalind Payne, is yes. friends of Mrs. Kelsey. Yes. And so she used to go down because both those boys were at University of Cincinnati. So she used to drive down to Cincinnati with Mrs. Kelsey and watch them play um, football at University of Cincinnati. So kudos to her for raising, you know, two two really good sons who both played in the Super Bowl. That was that was pretty yes, exciting. That is exciting. And so yes, yeah. you know, I I know about sports and stuff because you know I mean, yeah, my whole stuff is exercise. You know, mm-hmm. leisure, sports, and all that. So we supposed to know about sports a little bit, you know, a man. little bit, a little bit. I still don't understand football altogether. Yeah, you know, I just kind of <laughs> listen to people as they're talking, as they're watching, and I still don't understand the whole thing. But I do enjoy watching it, though. I do enjoy these kind of games. Right, it was great. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I said, well, let me just put my TV on and just chill a little bit, and I always make sure. No matter what. Now, Nate did have to work in the hospital, but he came on back just uh-huh. in time when the opening with, with Shara Lee, you know, Shara Lee oh, Rao. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was great. She, she, she laid it out. She yes, she did. She sang the Negro Black National Anthem. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called initially the Negro National Anthem, the Black National Anthem. She had a fabulous dress on and she... Was, you know, people forget about, have forgotten about Cheryl Lee Ralph. She was one of the original dream girls. Yes, she was. Mm-hmm. On, Broadway, 
Broadway in the early 80s. So singing was really her thing. Yes. And then I've known her over the years. She came to a big Lynx uh-huh. uh, National Assembly okay. about 10 years ago. I think we were in Seattle or someplace because she was a huge HIV AIDS advocate. Okay. And she did a lot to raise money for HIV AIDS um, in the late 90s, early 2000s. So I remember her still being an activist then. And then she got this this position on this. I still haven't seen it. Elementary school, is that the name of the show? A- Abby or Abbott. Or Abbott something. Elementary or something yeah, like something that. something like that, yes. Won all kinds of awards. So, you know, this is her time. This is her era. She's paid her dues. She's paid her dues. So it was refreshing to see all the pomp and circumstances it that was. they do at the Super Bowl, then halftime, we got Rihanna, and then she showed us that she is pregnant. And she so is you can, a little bambino. Yeah, you can. What it showed us is that you can sing and get your dancers out there without showing all your, your booty. Exactly. Without showing mm-hmm. all your booty. You don't have to have this hanging out and that hanging out. Her, her, in fact, it was kind of interesting. They said the red outfit that she had on was a tribute to Andre Leon Talley. Yes. Last year, the the big fashion, African-American fashion designer from Vogue, who used to wear the big, big. captains and all of that. Yes, And yes. that was kind of a tribute to him. And then, you know, her dancers. So, I mean, it was a huge production. A huge production. Huge production. But, you know... As we said, there's been a lot of controversy about her show, but you know, that's what art is all about. They got people, it got people talking one way or the other. But as you and I said, she probably doesn't care what anybody says about her. (laughs) Just get the to the bank, Miss Billionaire, Rihanna. That's it. Okay, hello. Hello, and cash the damn check. Cash Cash the damn. Yet another check. And run to the bank, run <laughs> rapidly. As my friend Mabel Turner says on Facebook, run, run, and run <laughs> to the bank. $1.2 billion. Her makeup is fabulous. I yes. love her makeup. Yes. Absolutely love her makeup. Yes. Wear it almost every day one in one fashion or another. And so, yeah, she's a Renaissance woman. Renaissance you know, woman, yeah. She's do a Renaissance do. woman. Yes, it. You know, first it was Oprah uh-huh. as the, the first female billionaire. Now you have Rihanna, who's in her what? She's in her 34, 30s. I think. Something like that. Is that how old she is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she's running all the way to the bank. Yeah, so Go kudos ahead. to her, right? Kudos to her. And then we cash that check. And then we were so excited when I was watching Justina Miles. I didn't know her connection until folks kept telling me. She has a Youngstown connection. I believe it was Reverend Macklin who put it on Facebook. Yes, yes. And I didn't know who he was. He said the young lady has Youngstown connections. And then it started to spread around town that it was um, our link sister, Sandra Miles, mm-hmm. uh, her granddaughter. And she, she sent us back a note today because we had sent kudos to her. And she sent an email back to all of us saying thank you. And it's been a very exciting time for the their family because a lot of people as you say uh-huh. think that it was all about her yes at the super bowl you know yes yes I think that was the first time I've ever seen any signing like that. You? Yeah, with all that that moving and stuff she right. was all to the beat, wasn't she? 
Yeah. Yeah, she was great. And so, so there's an article written great. up uh, about it in CNN. So you know she done made really? it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Justina Miles, yes. As we said, she stole the show at the Super Bowl. And there's a whole write-up about her at the uh, CNN Entertainment. It talks about how that, you know, she was shining bright like a diamond. They said that, you know, Miles, she signed the lyrics for hard to hearing TV viewers as Rihanna performed a 13 minute set during the game's halftime show. And before the game, the 20 year old, she's 20 years old, also signed during actress Shirley Rath's performance of the Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing. One user wrote on Twitter, loving the spark and energy of Justina Miles, the ASL performer for the Super Bowl. It was just fantastic. The article goes on to say that this isn't Miles's uh, first musical performance. You know, she's she has performed ASL renditions, concerts throughout the country. At a news conference on Thursday, Miles spoke up about the significance of singing the Black National Anthem, which many viewers may not have heard before, she said. And this is what she said. She said, it's not only for me to share this experience with the whole world, but to really bring that empowerment to millions and millions of Black deaf people all over the country we've never really seen that before she said and so they should feel inspired and that's the same way I feel I feel like that is truly lifting every voice even my voice and so that is what she said and so Miles is a nursing student right now and a cheerleader at Bowie State University in Maryland and so she was the valedictorian at the models secondary school for the deaf in Washington DC kudos oh my god definitely definitely kudos she was amazing she was amazing is there any latest D you said there was no you know we're in a mild calm RSV has slowed down uh COVID has slowed down I think we're going into the spring season um you know it's not gone it's still here but I think we're in a such a much better position the vaccines are still out there you can still get boosted with your bivalent vaccine and I encourage everybody to do that was eligible but uh we're we're a lot we're three years on and we're a lot better than where we were three years ago all right then well thank you d hi everyone this is dr vicky haywood doe i just wanted to break in for a quick second and introduce to you the sponsor and creator of this show it's the company i own haywood doe consulting co doing business as vicky doe fitness we are a health and wellness consulting company that specializes in designing and implementing medically integrated applied exercise physiology-based fitness wellness programs, initiatives, events, health promotion, and health education for special populations such as older folks, children, adolescents, overweight and obese individuals, cardiac rehab, women's health, and those who have chronic diseases. We have a team and network of healthcare professionals based out of Northeast Ohio, and we've worked with many companies, schools, churches, and organizations. If your goal is to transform your life by taking a holistic approach 
to living a life of health and total well-being, get in touch with us at info at To find out more about our own site and online programs and services, go to vikidofitness.com. And now back to the show. Today, we talk about managing a healthy lifestyle. Even if you have a crazy, busy schedule, it can be exhausting and frustrating trying to balance your work schedule, your family, your social life, and still practice a healthy lifestyle. There are ways, there are many ways in which you can still practice healthy living and incorporate it in your routine without spending hours on hours doing so. But I will say that you have to change your mindset and become intentional about what you need to do, and most of all, staying consistent. And so today we have joining us Brad Kearns, a best-selling author, podcast host, and former triathlete and speaker. He will discuss his motivation and drive in being an elite athlete, even as he has aged gracefully and has continued to win at these various events and platforms. He will also discuss his best-selling book, both of his books, which he has co-authored, The Keto Diet and Two Meals a Day, giving us everyday strategies. He will do that, that we can use to help us intentionally manage a healthy lifestyle, even if we are busy. So let's listen to the interview with Brad Kearns. Well, here with us today is Brad Kearns. He is a best-selling author, um, podcast host, and former um, triathlete who has performed on the international triathlon circuit from 1986 to 1995, and he's won 31 events worldwide, and Brad has written a whole bunch of books. He's written 20 books on diet, health, peak performance, ancestral living, and is a popular speaker. He's a, a retreat host, a video course instructor. He is all of that. And most recently in 2017, Brad co-authored a book with Mark Sisson, a New York Times best author, best-selling author, The Keto Reset Diet, Reboot Your Metabolism in 21 Days and Burn Fat Forever, which was also briefly ranked number one overall best-selling book on Amazon.com. In 2021, Brad and Mark also co-authored another best-selling book, and that's Two Meals a Day, The Simple, Sustainable Strategy to Lose Fat, Reverse Aging, and Break Free from Diet Frustration forever. And so Brad is with us today. He's going to share with us his personal story. He's going to talk about health, fitness, and exercise and give us tips. I was curious as an exercise physiologist, he got his little micro workouts, junk jogging. What the hell is junk jogging? He, <laughs> he got morning exercise routines. And of course, Brad is here. He's going to discuss with Dr. D and I the book's that he's co-authored, The Keto Reset Diet and Two Meals a Day, and how they both can help us to manage a healthy lifestyle. So how are you today, Brad? Well, Vicki, after that incredibly high energy and flavorful <laughs> introduction, I am in, I'm in top form. I'm so happy to be on your show. And if you're watching on video, your gesticulation and your energy coming out, <laughs> your, your divine radiant feminine energy is sensational. It's coming right off my screen, man. I, I, I can't believe it. <laughs> we are ready to we are ready to go hard too. Yes, we are. We are. This, these important topics about being healthy and 
living our best life and all that great stuff. Say so deep with all the uh, go ahead the confusion, the frustration, the controversy when we're talking about diet, fitness uh, things. Who knows? Maybe next week a guest will come on and say the exact opposite of the previous expert. And I interact with real people, believe it or not, and people trying to lead their busy life and, and do the right thing and, and make the right choices. And so I've been deeply immersed in this stuff forever, right? I'm an old time athlete and I've written all these books, but now I'm trying to get really good at backing off and looking at the big picture and being sensible and reasonable for the average person out there who is headed on a disastrous path to demise and accelerated aging due to all the adverse modern lifestyle practices. So I like to focus on some simple, doable, sustainable, reasonable tips and strategies where no one's going to get frustrated and have to go Google and see if I know what I'm talking about or if I said <laughs> something that's too extreme or, you know, uh, out of reach of the average person. So that's where I'm starting from today. Well, Dee, what you have to say to all of this good stuff? I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, to listen. I read not all of your book, but I read a lot of the Keto Reset Diet book. So I'm kind of interested to to hear some, you answer some of the questions that we have for you. That's oh, it. Yeah, hit me. Yeah. So first of all, just start with your your story. You know, we looked you up when your people came and put all this stuff on my desk and said, we got to talk to Brad. And they had all your stuff that you do as far as your athlete, your, I, I consider you an elite athlete. And then I thought it was just going to be great to hear your story because, you know, Dr. D, she doesn't talk about it, but she's been doing marathons and all that stuff for, for halves and, and 5Ks. <laughs> and... <laughs> well, that's better than me because I do nothing. <laughs> I do oh, not do, I'm not you. a running, I'm not a runner person. So just tell us your story and, and you know, your training and then how you got in to, you know, your passion and discipline and your path of health and fitness, sharing it with us and all of that. Well, thanks for the tee up. And I will say first to Dr. D that a half is way better than a full marathon because this, this uh, glorification of these extreme athletic goals that's so popular today and everybody wants to do their Instagram opportunity that I accomplished this and I accomplished that. And there is a small segment of the population that are so extreme into their diet goals. They're showing their six pack on, uh, on, on social media <laughs> and completing these amazing challenges. That's very easy to get uh, into a unhealthy and high stress pattern with one's healthy lifestyle goals. And being a professional triathlete back in the day, I learned the hard way that I pushed my body so hard in pursuit of these incremental improvements so I could go a little faster in swimming and biking and running and we have to put them all together. And so every day was really a, a heavy schedule of hours and hours of endurance training. And it came at a pretty sincere cost to my overall general health and well-being. So I was a very fit guy. I was very fast in swimming, biking, and running. I had some great uh, accomplishments, and that was super fun to pursue my longtime dream of being a professional athlete because I just couldn't make it in the NBA or the NFL. So I went to this crazy sport of triathlon. But a lot of things that I learned there, I still uh, emphasize every day. And one of them is that fitness and health are different. And in pursuit of extreme fitness goals, you can trash your health. And so to now 
recalibrate having my competitive days long behind me as a professional triathlete going around the global circuit. Now my goals are to age gracefully, to still maintain a passion for peak performance and competitive intensity my whole life. So now I have these super fun, exciting performance goals, but they don't compromise my health. They support my health, peak performance, longevity, aging gracefully. I like to do sprinting and high jumping are my main passions right now. And these are events that are very, very short. So I'm not doing the eight-hour Ironman triathlon or the two-hour Olympic circuit that I used to do and training for six hours a day. And it feels so much better because it's aligned with living a happy, healthy, energetic lifestyle where an elite athlete in any sport really they have to make so many sacrifices that they're inherently out of balance and setting themselves up for trouble. And so the average listener is looking for things that will enhance their life, that can bring them joy, that can help them persevere through challenge and feel better about themselves. And boy, if you can run 13 miles, that is so freaking far that forget about the ridiculous 26 mile event. I that did. Runs, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, that was easy. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't forget the, the Greek legend of the messenger who ran 26 miles from Marathon to Athens to report the news of the war victory. He collapsed and died after he said, rejoice, we conquer to, to the king. So um, today, <laughs> all these people are out there trotting down the street trying to run 26 miles. And it sets you up for uh, adversity because we have busy, ordinary lives, getting the kids off to school, getting to work, uh, dealing with the stresses of the day. And then we're asked to push ourselves too hard. So, you know, it just didn't seem I've been to I used to I did the Marine Corps 10K for many, many years, too. And we all ran together, the marathoners and the 10Kers. And then I've been to the Boston Marathon to watch friends run. And it just didn't seem fun to me to watch them at the end. And everybody's throwing up and passing out and, <laughs> and writhing in pain and screaming and yelling. And, and then the next day, because it was, you know, someplace, it was in Washington, D.C. or whatever. And I'm on the plane with these people and they could barely walk up the steps to get on the plane the next day. That just didn't seem like fun to me. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting observation. I don't think it's talked about enough and I don't want to sit here and trash all the things that, you know, made my life so rich and meaningful and persevering through these incredibly difficult challenges and the high level of uh, performance that I strive for and lived and breathed for every day because it was so meaningful and it's so opposite the, the, the decadent, indulgent, comfort, convenience lifestyle that we are now immersed in where we are constantly entertained by uh, digital technology, especially the mobile device. And we don't really have to work our bodies for anything. We can click a button and go get some food without even having to chop a carrot up. So we have to find a healthy balance point and it should be appealing to the individual. So the, the secret is that it's not that hard. Yes. And it does not take that much time yes. to be fit and healthy and even super fit mm -hmm. and super healthy. But it does require... Uh, swimming upstream against this disastrous current that we are getting swept away in, mm -hmm. where, for example, mm -hmm. uh, a recent survey by Adweek uh, reveals that 84% mm -hmm. of Americans do the same thing every morning as soon as they awaken. Do you know what it is? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Guess. Oh, Roll guess. Over. <laughs> Roll over. <laughs> <laughs> Reach for the mobile device. Yes. And oh, once yeah, you that's become, true. yeah, once you become 
immersed with the mobile device, mm -hmm. you are engaging in what the psychologists call intermittent variable rewards. It's like a slot machine where you don't know about this novel new information that's coming. And so it's surprising and it lights up the dopamine receptors in the brain and it puts you into this kind of a high stress reactive mode where you're scrolling through your social media, you're looking at your text messages, you're engaging with the device and you depart from this potential to have this wonderful uh, state of gratitude, peace, reflectiveness, high level strategic thinking and planning, what you're going to spend your day on, what do you value in your, in your personal life and your beliefs and your connection with uh, loved ones and all these great things. We immediately disengage from that and we start consuming technology and getting that, that, that dopamine hitting the brain. And so one of the things that's been life-changing for me even as an athlete who's been doing all the working out and competing. But uh, six years ago, I decided to start my morning with a little exercise routine that I made up. And it was just getting on the floor and doing swinging legs and some yoga stretches and a few push-ups. nothing really terribly hard or time consuming, but I built upon this habit. And now I, I'm six years later, I do it every single day without fail. So I know how I'm starting my day every day. And it's, I get up out of bed and I hit the deck immediately. I do it outside almost all the time, unless it's snowing. And then I open up the sliding door and I still have the fresh air and direct exposure to natural light that helps set my circadian rhythm and sets all these health processes into play that are super important. If you get light exposure first thing in the morning, it sets you up for a good night's sleep later that night. And then because I'm getting physical energizing movement going, again, not too difficult for me. And it's certainly nothing to sneeze at. And in fact, it is pretty hard, but it's not hard for me because I do it every single day. And I do the exact same sequence of exercises. So I do 40 hamstring kickouts with each leg. Then I do 20 uh, the frog legs each direction. Then I do the bicycle. Then I do the, uh, the, the uh, crossing back and forth, the crunches. And so my brain is sort of in a, meditative state where all I'm doing is counting through my sequence again, counting through my sequence again. Then the next move is the yoga cobra pose into downward dog and then the upward stretch. And then I do uh, the next thing on the list. And it sets me up for a day that is active, energetic, focused, disciplined, and prioritized because I've been able to withstand <laughs> whatever other distractions come up first thing in the morning. And I, you know, I promote the idea really enthusiastically. And the thing is, you have to start at whatever level feels comfortable to you. And I often put the example of if you have a dog, get up out of bed, leash the dog and walk one lap around your block. And that's your morning routine. And that is outstanding. It's going to set you up for more success later. You may decide that you get home and integrate a little abdominal sequence that you see on YouTube. The dog's happy. And it's such a huge difference from becoming, again, a victim of the mobile technology and the distractibility that we have that puts us away from things like physical fitness or aligning with circadian rhythm and things like that. Okay, so tell me then, while we're talking about that, what the hell is junk jogging? So that's the title <laughs> of, uh, I have a video um, and articles, and I'm kind of talking about the recalibration that I went through in recent years. Cause of course I've been a lifelong endurance athlete. I was doing that triathlon stuff and then, you know, keeping in shape over the years and decades as a busy father, career person, I wasn't out there training all the time. 
at world-class level, but I would go out for my morning jog every day as a routine and take my dogs out. That's why I, I plug the dogs so much. Yes. Uh, but then I realized like, it's such a narrow sliver of fitness to proclaim that you have your cardio down. Mm. It's way ass better than sitting on your butt and not moving the body mm -hmm. and not being an active person. But there's a huge, another segment of the population where they do go to the gym, they get on the Stairmaster, they watch CNN for 45 minutes, they go home or they sit on the bicycle and they have an A plus or an A minus or whatever in cardio. But cardiovascular fitness is just one component mm -hmm. of what it means to be completely fit and active and energetic and aging gracefully. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, the number one uh, cause of morbidity and decline in Americans over age 65 is falling mm -hmm. and related adverse consequences. Mm -hmm. Half of people who fall who are in that older age group are dead within a year mm -hmm. because they are bedridden then they lose all their strength mm -hmm. and then they get something like pneumonia and they can't, they're not strong enough to cough it out and, and, and they, they go to their demise just from a routine fall because they no longer have balance. They no longer have flexibility, coordination, mobility, and all these things that you can develop mm -hmm. from doing something besides just jogging or walking around the park. Mm -hmm. And the progress that one can make when they broaden their fitness experience from just a straightforward walking on the stair machine or walking a block around the park uh, is tremendous at any age. And in fact, um, the research shows that octogenarians, people over age 80, they make the biggest gains in strength of any other age group, okay? Mm -hmm. So my son, who's 25 and at his peak and lifts huge weights in the gym, mm -hmm. he can only hope if he works his butt off for a year that he'll get 5% stronger over the next year. Mm -hmm. But my mother, who's 85 and just got up, signed up for her first personal trainer of her whole life, she will very likely double her strength mm -hmm. in six months uh, just from lifting up the, the, the thing and, and lifting it a few times. Mm -hmm. So we have this amazing critical obligation to improve our balance, to, to maintain our strength, maintain our muscle mass, and maintain a broad perspective of fitness rather than just that we can, you know, putt forward and backward or pedal a bicycle. I, I guess I'm just listening to you. Is, so is fitness on your mind all the time? Has this really just become part of your whole persona? Yes. Yeah, good question, because it's important for me to admit, like I said at the start of the show, heck yeah, I'm all about my athletic goals and fitness, and I'm never going to let it go, and I'm going to be the old man. I, I do high jumping now, so I can jump uh, five foot one inch is my best last year, and at 57 years old, that puts me highly ranked in the old guys category, and I'm <laughs> proud to say that. Uh, but do you know what the record is? The world record for high jump for 95 and over age group, it's... 0.97 meters. So it's about three feet. Mm. So if I can jump into bed when I'm 95 years old, I am going to break the world record in the high jump. And so that's one of my goals is to just keep on going till there ain't nobody left in the stadium, ain't nobody left to compete against, but I'm still out there doing it at age 95. So yes, fitness is the centerpiece of my life. And I know that that's not really something to connect with for most people. And so maybe we could take the discussion in a different direction where, look, if you can get up and make a commitment to spend the first 10 minutes of your day in a fitness experience of any kind, that is going to transform your life. You don't have to go and try to sign up and compete against me in the high jump because I'm going to beat you anyway. 
but <laughs> walking the dog around the block and then let's say getting home and on your front bench on your porch now you decide hey you know what i'm going to do 20 squats every day after i get the dog home and so you build these small simple sustainable habits number one best-selling book in the world right now atomic habits by james clear he mm -hmm. makes this a super important point is you got to put that bar so low mm -hmm. that it's so freaking easy to step over of course i can walk my dog for five minutes every morning that's not too much to ask even though I have to get home and make the sandwiches and get the kids to the bus stop at 835 and no later and all that great stuff. So it's it's within reach of everyone. You do not have to obsess about fitness or your body or what food goes in your mouth or how many calories or what your macros are, unless you want to. And that's what turns you on and gets you motivated. But the more we can simplify it and make it doable and sustainable, that's when we can start to really accelerate our progress and then check back. You're going to have me on the show a year from now mm -hmm. and the listeners can check back too. And we'll say, Hey, did you do it? Did you start a morning routine? Yes. And a lot of people say, yeah, I started going to the 6am class and it was really great. And I loved it. And I got a good workout. And then, um, you know, in the summer, well, this happened and that happened. So I want to stop this nonsense of overscheduling, overcommitting, over exerting yourself to where you you sign up with the personal trainer you slam it for 12 weeks like your first package and then you're sore injured and you quit we want to just tiptoe into this athletic healthy energetic lifestyle that's there for everyone and we have this you know the genetic obligation of the obligation of the homo sapiens is to be in near constant movement all day long that's how we evolved for two and a half million years mm -hmm. studies with modern day hunter gatherers reveal that they spend pretty much all day putzing around. They're not crushing themselves with workouts, with lifting plates with numbers on them, but the Hadza in Tanzania, the females are walking three and a half miles a day and doing really hard work hunting and gathering. And the males are walking seven miles a day uh, doing their uh, duties and, and, and hunting for, uh, for food. And so now we're sitting for most of the day. Right. So wrinkling in these little things, mm -hmm. like every hour mm -hmm. getting up, for two minutes. I didn't say 15 minutes every hour. I said two minutes, get up, do some stretches. If there's a staircase nearby, go down the stairs, back up, go down, back up. And if we talk a year later and we say, yeah, I heard that Brad guy do, say to do the stair thing. And I did that every day, three times a day for a year. It is going to make a tremendous difference. But I think a lot of people shake their head like, one staircase, what the heck's that going to matter? Well, there's 365 days a year. I told you to do two flights up the stairs. So that's, you know, another uh, 700. No, that's four times. You know, that's like a thousand climbing of the stairs every year. And as you head toward that big number of 65, where the research comes from, you're going to fare better than the person who falls and, you know, just goes in a downward spiral that they never can recover from. That's so, it. Brad, with respect to your, so your, your book is Keto Reset Book and yes. one of the diet. And one of the things that struck me since I'm a physician, you said, what's the difference between ketoacidosis and ketosis? You said that even physicians don't even really have an idea of what that is. And I think you're probably right. So um, what's the deal? Yeah, what's the deal? And in 2023, every person working in the medical field sure as hell better know the difference because the keto diet has become a sensation. It's uh, a it's trend. In, yeah, in, in many ways, um, to me, mm -hmm. 
you know, as, as one of the originals, we published one of the first books about it. Uh-huh. I have some sort of uh, frustration that's become kind of uh, glorified and, and, and hyped up to the extent that people are misinterpreting it and they're snacking on packaged yes. foods that are high in fat all day long because, oh, I'm, I'm keto. And so this is okay. And this is pork okay. rhymes. like, come on now, people. Yeah. What, pork rhymes. Um, pork <laughs> rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. So besides that, there are, you know, many health benefits from departing from the standard Western diet full of processed foods and doing something like a keto journey where you are trying to force your body to burn more fat and restrict uh, processed carbohydrates in order to function better and, and lower this chronically excessive production of insulin. But to your question, there's this condition called ketoacidosis or better termed diabetic ketoacidosis where people who cannot produce insulin can develop dangerously high levels of, of ketones because the, the insulin response system is, is messed up. And so if you see like a patient in the emergency room who's been having the flu for 10 days and they take their blood levels, it could be a life-threatening medical urgent acute condition. It's called ketoacidosis. Mm-hmm. Now, ketosis is the term and we've heard that bantered about where it means the person is, uh, you know, done a good work with uh, fasting and or restricting carbs at meals to trigger the production of ketones in the liver. Mm-hmm. And ketones are a energy rich substance that are used in the body when glucose is not available. Mm-hmm. So if you're fasting for long periods of time or you're not eating carbs at meals or you're greatly restricting carbs, your glucose needs in the brain are voluminous. It's the most ravenous organ in the body. It burns 20% of daily calories, <laughs> even though it weighs only 2% of the body weight. In my case, two and a half percent. Just a joke, people. Just a joke. <laughs> you know, I, was, I was going politics and thinking about some people that probably did, maybe they're not burning enough glucose or burning too much Heck or whatever. Yeah. So I was Heck going yeah. in that direction. Yeah. So the brain has these tremendous needs for glucose. And if you don't get it through the diet, you will make ketones. It's one of the most prominent evolutionary survival mechanisms that Mm -hmm. we know of because humans have survived for a long time with irregular sources of food. So we became great ketone burners. (laughs) So now basically what you're doing is you're reawakening this evolutionary genetic ability that you have to make ketones in place of glucose. So when you say I'm uh, in ketosis, you are uh, in this state where you're making a lot of ketones and you can measure it through a blood meter or a breath meter these days. The the term itself is a little misunderstood because um, when you have that uh, osis at the end of the word, it means you are accumulating ketones in the bloodstream faster than you're burning them. And so we like to use terms. And if you look through our book, we were really careful to say things like you are in a ketone burning state, Mm -hmm. which is what we want. And in fact, ketosis is kind of this um, unnecessary situation where you're accumulating ketones in the bloodstream faster than you're mm-hmm. burning them. And people who are metabolically unhealthy, when they start into a keto experience in a manner that's ill-advised, what's going to happen is they're just going to excrete all these ketones or most of the ketones that they make through the breath and the urine. And that's mm-hmm. where the term ketone breath comes from mm-hmm. because you have this nasty acetone breath mm-hmm. when you are in this state of ketosis and excreting a lot of ketones through the breath. Mm-hmm. And that's why you know someone who has the flu or something and uh, they're, they're sick in the hospital, their breath is terrible. Their met- metabolism is all messed up. They might even be drifting toward ketoacidosis, which mm-hmm. is that life-threatening condition mm-hmm. we mentioned. 
So hopefully that clears up some things where the whole keto scene is about getting good at burning different fuel sources to back up a little bit and be big picture. That's most especially fat. We want to be good at burning fat so that we can get the extra fat off our body so that we can sustain ourselves with stable energy throughout the day. And when we overload the diet with processed carbohydrates in particular and processed oils that mess up our ability to burn fat, that's when we become dependent on this lousy junk food that keeps going in throughout the day. That's our main source of energy because we're not good at burning fat. We never make ketones because we keep slamming sugar all day, sugary foods or you know, highly processed foods. And that's what the keto movement has been so successful on. Now, you know, now that I criticize it at first, it's also gotten people away from the carbohydrate dependency train and onto the fat burning path where guess what? You can skip a meal and feel fine. These are signs that you are becoming metabolically healthy as opposed to skipping a single meal in your life and feeling like you're going to you know eat anything in the room when you first when you when you do get to the store or you get cranky and tired they call it hangry a combination of hungry and angry um, these are signs that you have some metabolic damage that will be really nicely repaired when you modify the diet and, and get rid of the junk food your second book is the two meals a day you know and so what is that book all about? Well, I think it's a comprehensive look at a way out of this carbohydrate dependency path or this, this uh, energy toxicity, as some experts call it. And that is defined as eating too much food and not burning enough calories. And that could be uh, undisputably the single most pressing health problem on the globe today. And in fact, there's research showing that it used to be starvation. And so when you were a kid, your parents say, think of all the starving children in third world countries and, and you better finish your plate. And that was a true statement. We had a, a crisis in developing nations for, for uh, all of you know history until recently. And now we're doing pretty good feeding the least privileged people on the globe. And many, in many cases, even the, 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 um, the impoverished countries are getting into problems with metabolic syndrome because their food sources are so devoid of real nutrition. Uh, but for us in the, uh, the freedom uh, and, and have the resources to, to kind of create a life that we desire, we eat too much food, we don't exercise enough, and then our body doesn't know what to do with the extra calories and we get into trouble with uh, metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, all these disease patterns that are so common. And so here's an idea, two meals a day, increase your activity level, get better at burning fat to the extent that you don't have to sit down and be completely reliant upon regular feedings, like you're a car at the racetrack and you have to stop for pit stop every seven laps or you're going to run out of gas. So that's the, that's the, uh, the top view picture of what we're talking about. I will have to say, though, you know, when people do ask me about the keto diet, the intermittent fasting, that's the, you know, doing the different 16, 8 and all those kind of things, they always ask for my opinion or for what the what does the research say? And I always tell people, look, they're doing research all the time about keto and looking at cancer because of that. What you've said, the fat burning state with the eating, being disciplined, having two meals a day. It's all individualized. And I always say those are good things to use as a jump start, Like you say, reset to 
get you from because let's be let's be um honest most people eat all damn day they eat <laughs> graze all day and even if you're so-called eating and this is what i always say even if you're so-called eating healthy food you need to give your body time to digest the food that's why you have the two meals or the three meals and everybody's different you know some people can just eat two meals a day and when we say meals we're not talking about piling your plate high and deep right we say deep right <laughs> with about five meals on that one meal and so i like your your book because you're also baking it you know breaking it down simple so that people can understand because sometimes we do get to talking my husband dr doe he's a, a kidney specialist and you know we say all these big terms dr d but we try to make things user friendly so that everybody can say, you know what, I can do that. And so that's why I like both of your, your books, because you're showing people, yes, how they can reset. And I also want to stress, too, like you've said, nutrient dense. You know, when we say carbohydrates, we're saying to get away from high processed foods. You know, we definitely want you guys, all of us, to really think about eating our, you know, our high superfoods, even though there's no such thing really as superfood, but at least those foods that are nutrient dense, like our vegetables and our, our fruit because of the antioxidants. You've talked about, you know, nutrient dense, you know, making sure that when we eat, that we think about those things. What do you think? Because we know that people are different, you know, you, your body will adapt to a certain way of eating. Minds will be different from yours. So what would you what would you tell people? You know, this is a reset. We still at the end, we want people to think about doing a balanced diet. What's your thoughts on on that? All that stuff I said. <laughs> I would say listen to Vicky and Dr. D, people. I mean, that is very well said. I, I appreciate your big picture perspective. Mm -hmm. And if we can keep it up at that big picture for a moment, and you talk about user-friendly, these are terms that are you know, really important because there is so much failure and disappointment and discouragement. And you know, we spent a lot of time in our books talking about mindset. Mm -hmm. Before we start giving you more advice and information from super fit guy, uh, <laughs> it's like, come on, people. You don't even wanna to listen to me open my mouth if you're discouraged, feeling unworthy, feeling stuck in bad patterns, don't have support around you with, you know, supportive loved ones. And so we have to, you know, break things down and realize let's do something that's that's doable, sustainable, user-friendly. So the most user-friendly thing I could say on the topic is, look, if you just clean up your act, you are so far down the road to superior human performance, longevity, aging gracefully, protecting yourself from disease. And this is a battle that I've changed my tone, honestly, as the years go by, where I, I want a really devoted and sincere effort that 
you know, is, is nothing less than the very, very best you can do. And we have to fight this battle against the, the powers, the major food manufacturers that are luring us into addictive and nutrient deficient foods in the name of profit and have been doing so, you know, our whole lives. Now we have to stand up and say, you know, I reject your nonsense marketing and delusionary, you know, uh, 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 messaging. Um, the, the, the government has uh, really let us down. As Dr. Kate Shanahan says, uh, one of the leaders in the ancestral health movement, the United States government has been performing a giant experiment lasting for decades to see how many people die when they are fed these highly processed foods, especially the industrial seed oils, aka vegetable oils, which are used in the majority of uh, processed, packaged, frozen foods, and they are killing us. Uh, very reliably with tons of research validating this. It's not just some guy popping off on a podcast. So if you want to clean up your act, you could focus on ditching what we often call the big three toxic modern food categories. And that would be refined industrial seed oils. These are things like canola, corn, soybean, sunflower, safflower. Of course, the fast food does and the French fries and the, and the crap that you can get out the roadside or the, the convenience store, but all the medium restaurants, the chains, the, uh, uh, you know, a Chuck E. Cheese and, and Springs <laughs> Cafe and all these people, um, they are using this stuff in their kitchen and even elite fine dining. My son worked in the finest restaurant in LA with some of the most expensive entrees and the celebrities would come in and yep, they had jugs of this crap in the back to make their sauces that you just put on your $147 steak. It's, it's just disgraceful how they feed this stuff to us despite all the research. So number one, refined industrial seed oils and all the products that contain them. Number two is refined grains. And number three is refined sugars and sweetened beverages. And so if we look at the center aisles of the supermarket, anything that's in a box, anything that's in the frozen section, it's so deceptiveness of the marketing. So like Ben and Jerry, those cool guys, those hippie Vermont guys on the, on the carton of ice cream, many of the flavors contain refined industrial seed oils in the ice cream. So not only you're getting sugar and cream, which, you know, that's not a disaster. There's no nutrition in there, but it's not going to kill you. But some of the additives, preservatives, mm -hmm. and the stabilizing agents that are going into uh, the crackers, cookies, cakes, snacks. That's where we have to be really diligent and devoted and say, I'm not going to put that in my body ever again. And especially with the commitment to ditch seed oils, you're not sacrificing like this incredible flavor. Sugar, I would put in a different category. A lot of times we want to, you know, enjoy our life, um, have a good time, have a delicious, you know, dessert to cap off a wonderful evening. But choose wisely, you know, if you go over to uh, uh, grandma's house and she's baked her fresh baked cookies and you remember the memory from childhood and it's fantastic, go ahead and enjoy a cookie with full attention and awareness. That's different than having Chips Ahoy on your shopping list. Oh, I'm sorry, I just lost a podcast sponsor for you, but the difference is, is tremendous. Yeah. So you're allowed to enjoy your life. You're allowed to indulge on your vacation. And we went to the beach and they cooked us a special meal and we had flaming uh, cheesecake creme brulee at the end. Thumbs up, go get a workout in tomorrow and burn that food off. But that's a huge difference from being head down in the pattern, following the flock to disease demise and accelerated aging that comes from consuming processed foods. How's that for an aggressive uh, yes. suggestion? But Brad, let me take it one step further. There, <laughs> further I was talking Dr. to G. one of my residents yesterday. There is really no 
incentive for anybody to be healthy in this country because too many people are profiting off of us being unhealthy. Mm -hmm. So you were just talking about like, I'm not, you know, we don't want to talk about names on this, but we know the big companies that some that begin with a, a big K, whatever, <laughs> but pharmaceutical companies are benefiting. There are too many stakeholders. The pharmaceutical companies are benefiting. The food companies are benefiting. The hospitals are benefiting. I'm benefiting. So many people are benefiting off of people being unhealthy. And, and I was just saying to, to Vicki mm -hmm. yesterday, with all the diets and everything that we have today, all the fitness, all the Pelotons that got all their publicity during COVID, we are the fattest we've ever been in this country. And I see it every day. One out of four of my patients in the hospital are overweight, obese, BMIs over 30, diabetes, high blood pressure, and hypertension. Why is that? With all of these diet programs and stuff, there is a disconnect. I'm sitting here thinking, where where is the disconnect? <laughs> the, the disconnect is in taking personal responsibility for your health rather than just succumbing to instant gratification. And I, I like your style. And I'm also going to say I come from a medical family. My father, my uncle, my cousin, my other cousin, my sister is a family <laughs> physician. My sister-in-law is an ER nurse. It's all over my family and my upbringing. And they're doing a fantastic job on the front lines uh, caring for disease. And so when my appendix burst seven years ago, I was really glad to have a great surgeon who saved my life in the emergency situation. But now we look to the medical as our healthcare industry instead of the disease care industry, which it is. And I will criticize any physician who speaks on things that they're not well-trained on and not well-versed on. And they have a tendency to do that because people go, go looking to them to outsource health recommendations. And even today, I, I'm sitting in the, uh, the room with my wife and the doctor says, well, um, your good cholesterol is, is uh, 47 and your bad cholesterol is 101. And I said, oh, we, we don't use terms like that anymore because it's an oversimplification of the heart disease risk. And they're going to want to stick drugs into you from their you know, flawed and dated guidelines. And so the suggestion, if anyone's telling you, uh, cut back on your egg consumption because your cholesterol is a little high, no offense, you are 40 to 50 years behind the emerging research and the messaging that's come from flawed sources in the first place. So we have to stay in our lanes and I will uh, absolutely love the medical industry uh, when uh, on those times of emergency when I need to engage, but I am self-insuring myself by my healthy lifestyle practices. And so the, the personal responsibility, a lot of people know better and they just drift down that road of reaching for the indulgent foods that they've been programmed very heavily by the world's greatest marketing experts to consume. They equate that with happiness. We have a little birthday party for our kid. The kid says, I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. I want to invite all my friends. The, the birthday cake is sliced. The, the toxic chemicals are going into the little bodies. Uh, the parents are indulging as well. And we all think it's okay. So we're taking some good time on this show. I, I want you to stand up, listeners, and take responsibility for your choices yes. and realize yes. on the positive side, uh -huh. oh my gosh, what beautiful opportunity we have today to push a button on our phone and tee up Vicky Doe every week and get focused and get pumped and get the proper information in and I, I hope I'm treading carefully here to 
not be a controversial guest who says that you should only eat beef jerky and eat a bunch of <laughs> eggs uh, because it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, so we're obligated to kind of process the information carefully too. Yes. But when I declare mm -hmm. with my reputation on the line that if you can cut out processed foods, you're way down the line to, to optimal health. Dr. Yes. Peter Atita, one of the world's leading longevity physicians, he's got a new book coming out, Long Awaited. He has a great podcast called The Drive. He says you're 80% of the way there, and the rest of it is fine-tuning, nuance, optimization. And so I traffic, to answer your old question, Dr. D, I traffic in that final 20%, right? I want to get a few more inches out of my high jump, and I want to live to 123 instead of just 110 like you know, like normal people should. <laughs> so well, let me I'm put this in. It. Let me put this in. D's mother is 100 and what, five? Five. Yeah. Wow. And very lucid and very with it and in everybody's uh, business. Fantastic. <laughs> everybody's business. I love it. I love it. So so we believe here at Vicky Doe Fitness, we always say exercise is medicine and let food be thy medicine. And so, Brad, I want to extend to you. Tell us how people can get in touch with you. You know, you got a podcast show yourself. Tell us, you know, how to do that. And then tell us how people can get your book. I know they can go on Amazon, probably on your website. So tell us all about that. Thanks, Vicki. If you go to bradkearns.com, you will get regaled with exciting videos <laughs> of me high jumping and speed golfing. You also have a bunch of free eBooks you can download immediately that give you great uh, suggestions and tips on all manner of healthy living. I host the Be Rad podcast, and I've had a lot of great guests on there that have been life-changing for me in the area of diet, fitness, peak performance, relationships, happiness, longevity. And so I have a great time engaging with the best guests. And then I also record short shows where I just give you the practical tips really quickly, like boom, boom, boom. Here's the list of foods. Here's the workouts you can do. Because I think people kind of need both. We need to enjoy the long form interview. That's what's beautiful about podcasts. And then we talked about ranking the foods and the superfoods. And I have a convenient chart you can download on my website called the Carnivore Scores Food Rankings Chart. And I rank in a tiered fashion, the most nutrient dense foods on the planet just for your reference to see how you're doing when you look in on the chart. Are you eating your pasture-raised eggs, grass-fed meat, oily cold water fish, and of course, um, staying away from uh, the, the, the obvious stuff that we can you know, transition away from. And when we talk about cleaning up our diet, it's important to emphasize that you get rid of the bad stuff and then you welcome in the foods that you enjoy and that are most preference to you so that you can have a great experience nourishing yourself on a deep cellular level at meals. So you feel great. It's not the suffering and struggling That's it. that we've again been programmed to think yes. in, in a flawed manner that this is how you get fit. You got to discipline and suffer and keep working hard until you collapse on the ground. That's all nonsense. Yes. And so we're glad though. We were so glad that you showed up because we were looking forward right D, to this show. We knew that it was going to be great. I want to know, lastly, how have your joints fared through all of this? Yes. Well, as a young runner, I tried to make it uh, at Division One College, and I just destroyed my, my joints, my body. I had long, uh, you know, bouts with mono and um, a stress mm. fracture and knee uh, tendonitis and everything you could think of. And then I transitioned into triathlon, which is great because you get to balance the impact load with swimming, biking, and running. So... I have, you know, virtually no complaints and it's, you know, 
I've also worked hard to, you know, condition my body so that I'm not going to come into demise. And I feel better at age 58, perhaps than I ever have in my life. I felt fast when I was 25 years old and win national championship. I'm not that fast anymore, nor do I care to be. But in all ways, my health status, and interestingly, I have some of this uh, posted on my Instagram, my serum testosterone and free testosterone levels here at, at 58 I'm in the 95th percentile for males age 20 to 29. 806 is my most recent serum testosterone level. So that male hormone status is a really important proxy for overall health status. And back when I was a young guy, my blood levels were much lower because I was pushing my body so hard, I was exhausted. And that's, you know, that's so, not yes. as much fun as being able to continue to perform mm -hmm. uh, in every way, if you know what I mean, until I'm I was wondering man. if you were going there with that. But I, I don't know what kind of show this is, but now I'll it's, leave that now it's alone. spicy. <laughs> now it's spicy, everybody. Hey, you know it's what? spicy, everybody. You know, hey. Mm. With, um, with testosterone replacement, which is such a huge popular <laughs> thing now. But yeah. if you're not metabolically healthy and you inject a substance into your system from mm -hmm. outside, you will uh, engage in this process called aromatization where extra testosterone is converted into estrogen mm. because you're unhealthy and inflamed. Mm -hmm. So there are really no shortcuts here. And, and you know, now that I made the joke, I also think that we should bring this stuff more out into the open. Mm -hmm. We should be more adaptable to asking for help, to yes. seeking a different path. And I think we kind of brush it under the rug because we're so busy reaching for our phone the first thing in the morning and, mm -hmm. and going off into Wonderland. So it's time to face things. And I'm, I'm trying to face things in my daily life and figure out ways that I can get better all the time. And I'm open to new information, which I think is really important too, when you're uh, you know, a, a public figure. Like we, if we don't have time to go into it, we'll do it next time. But yes, I've made next some time. recalibrations in uh -huh. my diet okay. uh, based on new information from 2022. And it's yes. pretty, a pretty major, um, pretty major recalibration. And the pandemic, COVID, has, has brought on a lot of new insights and research as well. And so, yes, we definitely want you to come back to our show. At this point, we're going to say thank you. And thank then, you. Yes, thank you. Right? Thank you all around. You Thanks said you were 58. People. So I, on Sunday, two of my med school classmates and I, and we're all 75, we're going to do a mini triathlon on Sunday at the Jewish Community Center in Cleveland. That's about the best we can give them, but we feel pretty proud of ourselves. We're called the senior doc team. So it's 20 minutes of swimming, 20 minutes of biking, and 20 minutes of running. That is incredible. <laughs> Best of luck to you. Thank and you. You better bring your uh, birth certificate because <laughs> she don't she don't look seventy five. People not at um, all. Yeah. So not we're, we're the senior docs. Yeah, senior so, docs going for it. So yeah. kudos to to both of you. And so yeah, for sure. All right, Thank you, ladies. All right, please and blessings Thank to you. you. Yes, yes. Blessings. Are you looking for a comprehensive and convenient online? health fitness training platform? Look no further than Vikido Fitness Academy. With a variety of programs designed to meet your needs, this platform offers everything from weight loss and wellness group coaching programs to an emotional intelligence course. You'll learn what to eat in order to achieve optimal health and energy levels. You'll have access to exercise training, 
live coaching meetups with myself, Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe, and other instructors, as well as support and accountability throughout your journey. Whether you prefer to work out at home or at your favorite gym, Vicky Doe Fitness Academy makes it easy to follow along with their programs. So get started on your journey to better health and fitness. Visit VickiDoeFitness.com forward slash VDF Academy. Now, this is our show, D. Do you have some tips that we should think about? Well, he certainly was energetic. And, you know, you could just feel the passion that he has for the subject of healthy living. Um, it, you know, as I asked him the question, it's become part of his whole life from when he was a young, you know, youngster to being 58 years old. I think I, I think a couple of main points I think the first thing is you have to take ownership of this. It's yes. one thing for somebody to come and tell you, well, you need to do this diet, you need to get up and you need to run, you need to do this, but you have to take ownership into the fact that you need to do this and that it's important for you to do this. So I like that. And I think he, you know, as you and I have talked, you got to really overcome that mind thing first. You can read all the books that you want to. Um, He did emphasize those things that you should certainly stay away from. We've talked about that a lot, processed food. Sugar keeps coming up. Yeah. You know, the oils, canola oil, sunflower, and all of that to try to minimize all of those. But I thoroughly enjoyed listening to him. Yes, we could have gone on and on. But he told us that he's coming back. So that's a good thing. He's coming back, right? Yes, and I love that. All his talk today, the title of his book, I love the reset. You can use, like I was saying, you can use the keto, this intermittent fasting and all this to get you back on track, to jumpstart, get you back on track, thinking about eating healthy and what you need to do. And so I want to encourage all of you guys, make sure you go on Amazon and buy both of his books. The first book, The Keto Reset Diet, Reboot Your Metabolism in 21 Days and Burn Fat Forever. And his other book, Two Meals a Day, The Simple Sustainable Strategy to Lose Fat, Reverse Aging, and Break Free from Diet Frustration forever. And as always, folks, for more information, go to our website, vikidofitness.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, tweet us, email us, go on Facebook and share with us your thoughts. You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicki by email at info at vickidofitness.com.